Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Irish on Tap, a podcast for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish presented to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on social at BeatOn300, and you can follow our main account at ONTAP Irish. Today, we're going to be breaking down the devastating 33-20 loss against Louisville on the road. And then we will also get into this weekend's upcoming matchup against USC. We uh, host the top 10 team in the nation, Heisman Trophy winner from last year. And although it's been a week of doom and gloom, I do have some good news to give you guys in the middle of the show. But I digress. We lost this one. We were outcoached. We were outplayed. We played undisciplined. We turned the ball over. Anything that you could possibly think of that could have went wrong did go wrong for this team out there on Saturday. And unfortunately for the season, it is pretty much a wrap. Um, There is really no chance of going to the college football playoff. There will be plenty of just as qualified one win team or one loss teams. Uh, then there are two lost teams and you don't, you just don't really see two lost teams go to the college football playoff. So at this point, just try to win out, try to sell the season, try to get to 10 and two and just hope for the best bowl draw that you can get. So the players that are coming back uh, can get the best possible test that they get at the end of the season. But it was a hostile environment. Louisville came to play early. They, you know, we never led in this game. They took the lead early. We tied it up and, or actually I lied. We took a, a brief lead in the second half with the field goal, but it it was a game that we never really had control of is how I should word it. It was from the very outset, Louisville knew that we were in a vulnerable spot as a potential look ahead spot or a trap spot for us, but they caught us with our pants down and they definitely let us know. Like the touchdown that we scored late was really just doing, you know, not have it be as embarrassing of a loss because we would have lost by 20, but that was a, a late drive after we ended up fumbling or throwing or throwing an interception to prior drives before that, trying to go down and uh, put some points on the board. So we definitely had our opportunities to come back in this game. I just really think that this season is going to be a season of what ifs. It's going to be a season of, why couldn't we get the job done? And, you know, in a year that Notre Dame gets the quarterback that they wanted, the guy with the experience, the guy who's seen everything that you can see in college football, the way he played on Saturday was just unacceptable. Marcus Freeman has to be better as a coach. The offensive line, for Christ's sake, has to has to just be better. I mean, they were – Sam Hartman, in his defense, didn't have a lot of time back there. I will be the first to admit that, but – it's not like when he did have time, he was making the right decisions. It was hell to watch. And I really thought that at the end, even after uh, they went down in the fourth quarter, I thought, you know, there was an opportunity for us to try and come back in this game and make the best of it. And they just really weren't able to do that. And now the season holds in the balance. Um, I said on the pregame show that if they had – uh, a chance to get to 30 points that they would have a chance to win this game. It was very nice of me to do that because we literally never got to 30 points. So if they would have just got 30 on the dot, they would have won. But it's sad. It is 
as a younger Notre Dame fan, it's what I'm used to. Unfortunately, I only ever know pain uh, when it comes to this Notre Dame team. And yeah, they've given me good moments. We have won big games, but we never really have the full body of work to where it's like, okay, this is a team that can actually compete to win a national championship. And I just feel that maybe we didn't have the roster of a national championship team this year, but we had the quarterback or a guy that was calling the signals that could lead the way. And, you know, when the lights weren't on, when we were playing Navy and when we were playing Tennessee State, he was absolutely smashing these these teams. But now that the, the lights are bright, you're playing the Louisvilles, you're playing the Ohio States, you're playing the USC's, we're seeing a little bit of a different Sam Hartman. Three interceptions, 254, two touchdowns. Estime looked injured. Uh, so the running game was, you know, essentially non-existent. We ran for 44 yards. This is not Notre Dame football. 37 of those yards came from love. So to say that Estime was injured is an understatement because that just wouldn't happen. Uh, Mitchell Evans continued to look good on the offensive side of the ball, but for minus four in the turnover margin, they all gained us by 32 yards. They all gained us by 32 yards. And very rarely in a game that you have five turnovers, we have a chance to win. And that's why we ended up with the result that we ended up with. Um, Marcus Freeman, I don't know what these guys do in practice. I don't know if they have refs at their scrimmages or if the coaches teach them on what they are and aren't supposed to do that's in the rule book. But the penalties always come back to haunt us in the worst times. It wasn't as bad as it has been in week past, three for 35, but it's the timeliness of the penalties. It's when they're happening. I mean, the team just has not played disciplined football, and they're five and two, but we really haven't beaten anyone. The teams that pose the threat, the Ohio States, the Louisvilles, the USC up this, you know, this upcoming week have all beaten us. And it's frustrating because this was a year that you see potential. You see that there's a chance if you run the table to go to the college football playoff. And even when there was a chance to go at 11 and one, you know, 11 and one still you can get in, but now it's all out of our hands. Uh, you can win every game that you play for the rest of the way. And it still won't matter in terms of the college football playoff. But um, this game was just disaster. Uh, it's now 2-2 all-time against Louisville, which should never happen. Uh, this is a team that we're, we have a better brand. We have better players, more five-stars, more four-stars, whatever you want to say. Just a better team. And you went out there and you lost the football game. And the season is now down the drains. I don't have too many positives for this game or even players of the game. I just think that for the Notre Dame fans that weren't able to witness the the 88, you know, the championship year, the last time we won the championship, it's just what we're accustomed to when it comes to dealing with this team. We just aren't given the same glory. And to be honest, it's, it's kind of scary to think that you know, we don't know when we'll ever win uh, another title again. It's frustrating as all hell. Uh, I, I want to be able to see my team win uh, 
a national title or at least not get embarrassed when we get there because every time we get there it's it's absolutely embarrassing we either lose by a million or we just never have a chance to begin with so um it's frustrating another season down the drain it took until the middle of october for us to lose the season this year but we unfortunately have to pick ourselves up off the mat we still have not like a a super tough schedule but you still play usc still play clemson and then everything else in between isn't as isn't as heavy but the game this week against clemson is, or the game this upcoming week against usc is a game that is a battle for the jewel shillelagh it's a trophy game it's a rivalry game you don't know with them moving to the big 10 uh, when the next time this game will be played. But for me, uh, say even though there is a loss the week before it and the season is down the drains, in that same breath, in that same sentence, uh, I have been credentialed to go to Notre Dame USC, and I will be in attendance in the end zone with a photo vest. And... For those of you that know how I became a Notre Dame fan, I watched Rudy when I was younger with my mom. And I just that's I just saw myself as that small kid on the team that had heart and could make plays. And I thought maybe one day I could go to Notre Dame. Now, obviously, that's not how my story ended. But uh, my mom and I always bonded over Notre Dame. And for those of you that don't know, I lost my mom in July. And just one of those moments where, yeah, we, we've been to countless games there. I've been credentialed at the Big House. I've been credentialed at Ford Field at countless NIU games. And to be able to be credentialed to go to Notre Dame, to have these boots on the ground in the end zone with 85,000 screaming fans, uh, around me and I'm and I'm there to work and I'm there to to capture videos and, and like you're telling me this is work it's a dream come true and it, I mean it, it brought me to tears right away just it's been a rough few weeks few months just period of time since all of this happened and it's one of those moments that yeah maybe it's a one-off game uh I don't know how many chances I will get to go to Notre Dame, but uh, this was a once in, not a once in a lifetime, but at least up to this point in my life, uh, the first time that I've had the opportunity to be credentialed at Notre Dame. And I look forward to it. I don't know how much I'll be tweeting because uh, it is going to be raining and I'm going to be down there on the field getting rained on. So uh, probably with a brand new phone, because I have to get rid of this piece of junk that I have right now. And also too, I will have video equipment from a new station that I am not an employee of yet. I am just kind of filling in. So this is kind of like a tryout for me, if you will. So uh, just a lot going on uh, on the home front for this game. So you can say that in terms of the season, yeah, the game doesn't matter. None of the games matter from here on out because we're not going to the college football playoff. But to me, uh, another reason for me to call Saturday the, the damn Super Bowl, the Rose Bowl, whatever you want to call it. It's a very important game. 
Uh, I would love nothing more than for them to find a way to win a football game and put a dagger into the USC season. So that's where I'm at on that. I am super pumped to get back out to South Bend. I will be able to spread some of my mom's ashes while I'm out there at the Grotto. And yeah, that's, that's going to be a, a, a moving moment before the game, but I just know that they have a 12th person down there on the field with them on Saturday and it's not me. So well, angel in the outfield, if you will, but this is a game that for some reason we're favored. We're three point favorites. Uh, USC travels to town off an overtime victory up against Arizona. The week before they played Arizona, they played against uh, Colorado and Deion Sanders and Deion Sanders, they they were down like four touchdowns, and then Shadour just did the Shadour thing where he just kept throwing for more and more yards. I think he finished the day with like 400. He brought him back. They only lost by seven. They beat Arizona State by 14. They smashed Stanford 56 to 10. They smashed Nevada 66 to 14. And they beat San Jose State. Uh, week one, 56 to 28. So as you can see uh, in each of their games this season, they have scored 42 or more points, but with the exception of playing Nevada, which was an absolutely terrible team and Stanford, which is also a terrible team, all points that are all teams that they've played have gotten at least 28 points. Arizona state is an offense that struggles. They got 28 Colorado, they got up to 41. Arizona offense is not necessarily great, 41 and three overtime. So they needed some overtime to get there. But, you know, San Jose State, 28. That's just the thing is with this team is there's going to be a lot of points this weekend. Uh, I haven't looked at the over-under. I'm quite frankly not concerned with it. I think that, yeah, I think that, yeah, the over-under at 63, as long as it stays in the 60s, it's a bettable number. And I wouldn't advise you to bet Notre Dame, but since this one means a little bit more to me, Notre Dame will be in my bet slip just for a more responsible amount. Um, the defense. The defense for USC is going to be the, te- the reason why this team cannot get to a college football playoff. If we do not beat them – someone else in Pac-12 play will beat them because their defense is terrible. They give up 421 yards a game, 264 through the air, 157 on the ground. So it's a defense that just quite simply does not have it. They don't know how to stop anything or anyone. And I think for an offense that has been struggling, it is the perfect defense to come up against. And I only just wish that we only had the one loss and even better zero losses on the resume, but we slide down to 21 this week. We drop 11 spots from the 10th spot last weekend and USC takes over that 10th spot. Uh, there's six and oh, four and oh in conference play. And there's two other undefeateds in Oregon and Washington in the pack 12 with in the pack 12 with Oregon state, Utah, UCLA, Wazoo, all at four or five and one. So a very competitive conference this year, a conference that will no longer exist after this year, but I expect a good game. I expect Caleb Williams and Sam Hartman to go blow for blow. I think that while our defense 
is most certainly better than USC's offense. I don't know how much we'll be able to stop Caleb Williams because all indications are that he, you know, is probably the best pro prospect that the NFL has seen at the quarterback position since Peyton Manning. So kid seems like the real deal could be a potential Chicago bear. Uh, You never know. I liked what I've been seeing from Justin Fields the last few games. So I'll pump the brakes on all Caleb Williams talk, but I will have an opportunity to see him up close and personal on Saturday. So I definitely look forward to that. And one thing I'll try to get after the game or even during the game when I'm not getting shots on the camera is I'll try to get like little video clips and just pictures and stuff from the stadium. Cause obviously I'm still at the game, you know, and I don't get to go to all the games. So I will try as much as I can to get tweets out, but just know that uh, this one I'm working and I am working at the game. So it's a little bit different than like uh, working at the restaurant or the radio station, like I have in, in years past, but um, offensively, I just think that hoping that Audrey Castame is back to 100% health because if we can just get Estimate back for this game, not just for this game, but for the rest of the season, he is going to be an absolute nightmare for them. If we're if they're giving up 157 yards a game and we have a healthy, a healthy Estimate and an angry, pissed off, hungry offensive line after a terrible performance then you have a recipe for disaster and there's a reason why Notre Dame's favorite in this game. The books don't make the line Notre Dame minus three for no reason. They know that, yeah, despite the fact that we've lost two of our last three games, we're still on paper, probably the better team. They just have the better quarterback and the better offense. We're a more well-rounded team, if you will, but all the pressure is on them now. We have no pressure. We're really just playing for the trophy. We're really just playing to stay in the rankings and not let the season go completely to shit. Because in my eyes, if you look at the Marcus Freeman tenure for what it is, right? A lot of people forget his first game was that Oklahoma state game where we were up like 35 to 21 at the end of the uh, halftime, 35 to like 14 or some shit. And we blew that game. We blew countless games that we weren't supposed to lose last year. And for the first time, I think in 30 games, we lost an ACC matchup that we were favored in. All 30 games that we were favored in against ACC opponents prior to that, we had won. This game being the one that that bumped the trend. So it's frustrating. Um, Louisville is 6-0. and You have to tip your hat to them. I think that eventually there's a bump in the road for them, but we caught them at home. They had the juice. We did not. And now we sit here at five and two, uh, just fighting to keep this season relevant. You know, it's unfortunate that we're at this junction of the season and this is the way that we're talking, but it's, it's just the way that college football is in this day and age. And even prior to, uh, Prior to the college football playoff, the BCS, you know, very rarely would you see a team in the championship that only had uh, two losses or that had two losses. So just weird, weird, weird way for our season that we had all this hope for to go up in flames. But uh, the, the receivers on USC is where I have the most concern uh, and obviously Caleb Williams, uh, the guy that's going to be getting them the ball. But 
the way I look at it is we're going to have to create pressure up front. It's going to have to be uncomfortable for Caleb Williams. We're not going to be able to get away with blitzing too many people, but you still need to keep the pressure on him. And if you're not able to get pressure on him and he has time to pick us apart, it could be a long day for us. Uh, Jerry Rice's son is on this team. He has had a phenomenal season. His name is Brendan Rice. He's got seven touchdowns on 21 catches. So every three catches is a touchdown for him. 434 yards. So he's averaging about 20 yards a pop. Todd Washington, 21 receptions, 456 yards with five touchdowns. Both guys have a reception of 75 yards or longer. And then Deuce Robinson also has a 71 yarder. This team is just built on speed finesse and and Caleb Williams throwing it over everyone's head because he has that type of arm. They play no defense. They play shootouts. These are basketball games essentially. And if we can slow the, slow the game down, have long drawn out drives, just feed estimate, feed the backs, Sam Hartman scramble when we need you to. This is a game that we can control the tempo, keep them off the field, keep the points down and find a way to win it. I know nobody in our fan base has faith right now, but I, the way I am a sports fan is, is I just always try to keep the faith and always try to find a way to think that there's a way back and that we can win this game. We haven't even started in our own fan bases counting us out. Shame on you. Okay. Get to Saturday, have a good week of practice, prepare like you're playing against the Heisman trophy winner, because that is the fact of the matter. You go out there and you find a way to win a football game in front of your home fans. We deserve it after the two BS losses that we've been put through over the last three weeks. We really do. And you have to find a way in the midst of adversity to go out there and flip the script. And I think that they have an opportunity to go out there and do that this weekend against USC. If they are to win the game, I do believe that the game total stays under 63. If we lose, I mean, we can get into a shootout with them, but we can't have our defense out there looking like Swiss cheese. I think this is this is crazy to say, right? Crazy to say. You keep them under 40, you're winning the game. We have no data on what this USC team does in a game that they don't score 40 points. So keep them under 40 and specifically under 42 points. It's the lowest point total that they've had this season. Their defense is not going to hold. I, I Ideally, I'd be looking at like a, a 35-31 game, which co- contradicts what I said about the over-under. That's why I don't bet over-unders in Notre Dame games. 35-31, offensively, it has to be Aldrich estimate. It has to be that offensive line. It has to be guys like Joe Alt and Blake Fisher picking the troops up and getting this running game back going because 44 yards for rushing in a single game, even if estimate was injured, is still unacceptable. And it just is not noted in football. So have to find a way to get it done with him. And Estimate if he's healthy, I expect a huge game because he always comes to play in these big games. On the defensive side of the ball, I am not going to pick out a single player because it is. it comes down to this. The secondary has to realize that 
they're not going to completely shut down Caleb Williams. There's going to be times where he makes a throw that they haven't seen all season. There's going to be times that they're overmatched because their receivers are probably better than our secondary players. Need a big game from guys like Benjamin Morrison, DJ Brown, the whole cast. But the important part is short-term memory loss, moving on to the next play, and not allowing the mistakes that you make early in the game come back to bite you later in the game. Because the fact of the matter is, is like I could I mean I could pull up his game logs. I'm sure he hasn't thrown. So he's played six games. He has eighteen hundred and twenty-two yards. If there is his game logs i promise you there's no game that he's thrown under 300 yards and if it was it was san jose yeah so he threw for 278 against san jose i actually bet his under week one gave that out on on tap bets threw for 319 against nevada 281 against stanford 322 against asu 403 against colorado with six tutties and 219 last week so He's not coming off a great performance. 219, one touchdown, 12 carries, 41 yards. And the team had to empty the tank to find a way to win that football game against Arizona. And they were at home. So it's a tired team. It's a team that was maybe looking ahead to us as we were looking ahead to them. They just had enough to find a way to win the football game at the end of the day. But like I said, offensively, Audrey has to make defensively, it is of the utmost importance that the secondary has a great day. Don't have to be perfect, but just do not let Caleb Williams make you guys look silly. That's all I can really say about it. But uh, with that being said, um, like I said, 35-31, estimate, and then the secondary, I'll be out there. If you're out there before the game or you see me down on the field with my, my photo vest on or whatever, feel free to say what's up. I am going to be in heaven on earth, if you will. I look forward to getting back to the grotto. I look forward to getting back to campus. And I just look forward to getting back to a place that's really special to me, regardless of result, regardless of where we are in our season. I'll never, ever take a trip to South Bend and to Notre Dame for granted again. So. Um, it'll be an emotional day for sure for me Saturday, but a day that I had to make a trip out of at some point this year. And I'm just glad that I can do it during such an important week. But as mama would always say, Irish by a thousand and go. Irish.